Hey friends, I'm Elena Davis, your integrative health coach, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the Health Forward podcast where each week we will be talking about different things that move us forward toward a healthier and more fulfilling life. Thanks so much for listening in. Hey friends, welcome back to episode 10. I can't believe we're already at episode 10. I feel like it's going so fast. Um, But today we're going to be talking about meal planning and specifically how I meal plan. So there is no one way or right way to do meal planning or grocery shopping, but this topic is something I'm asked about a lot. And I think it's something that can be really overwhelming if you've never done it before or you're wondering how to do it. So I'm just going to share with you my process and what I found to work best for my family at this stage in our lives. Just remember that if this isn't the best method for you, that's okay. We can all still learn from each other's tips and methods. So let's let's just take a minute and get real about the subject before we jump into the details. So sometimes the idea of having to sit down and meal plan feels like a pain for me. Like there are just days that I straight up don't want to do it. Um, I like to plan things by nature, but sometimes just the uh, magnitude of feeling like sitting down and planning meals and looking several days ahead can just feel like a pain, like feel more overwhelming than what I want to deal with. But something that is more of a pain for me is the stress of trying to decide what's for dinner every night around, you know, 4 to 5 p.m., which also just happens to be like the time when my daughter seems to have the most meltdowns. I'm not sure if that happens to you or not, but that's what 4 to 5 p.m. looks like in my house. And so that is more of a pain to me than meal planning. Or when I decide I'm just going to wing it and go to the grocery store without a plan or a list, And then I have to come home and tell my husband that I spent the entire month's grocery budget in that one trip because I didn't go in with a plan. So those things are more of a pain to me than sitting down to meal plan. And so this is something I've had to learn from experience. And when I don't want to do it, or it just seems like something that's unnecessary or just an extra thing to do, those are the things I have to remind myself of. So maybe that's just a little uh, motivator and encouragement for you if you've if you've been feeling the same way about meal planning. I've just found my life to be so much easier if I just make the time, commit myself to a time to sit down and meal plan for our family. It just makes everything a lot smoother around here. Now, like I said, there's no one way to meal plan, but I think there are a couple of universal tips that can be helpful for anyone, no matter what method you use for meal planning. And the first one is to get organized, um, to set a specific time every week or two to devote yourself to planning your meals, make it a fun thing. If you need to, like I just talked about a minute ago, if you're dreading it or you feel like it's really overwhelming, make it something that you'll look forward to. Like, um, maybe that's the time for you to go have a little coffee date by yourself. Uh, that sounds real good to me, actually, (laughs) just a, you know, a little time away. And then you can also plan your meals during that time. And then the second one, is have a flexible plan. 
So one of the most frustrating parts of meal planning can be when you've taken the time to set this like perfect, beautiful plan, you know exactly how the next week or two weeks is going to go and what you're going to eat every night. And then like two days in, something happens, a kid gets sick, your husband has to work late, you have to, you know, some family obligation comes up and it just throws your whole plan out the door. Most likely your week is not going to go exactly the way you plan it. So you're going to benefit from having still working off of a plan, but having a flexible plan. So whether that means um, doing similar style meals where you can just kind of move things in and out, or if that means prepping some things ahead, um, whatever that looks like, just make that flexible. Don't get super um, strict and rigid and think that, okay, it has to be just like this or we're throwing the whole thing out. Like you're going to end up way frustrated if that's the way you look at it. So let's get a little bit into how I personally meal plan. So when I am making our meal plan, the first thing I do is to sit down with a pen and paper and my calendar. And yes, I like to physically write it out. Call me old school, but that's just me. That's how my brain works best. You can also do this in your notes app on your phone, or there are um, specific meal planning apps if you prefer to do it that way. But for me, I like to have my calendar and then have a piece of paper and a pen. And I literally, um, I plan two weeks at a time. So I literally write down every single day for the next two weeks. And then I use my calendar to make note of any nights that we won't be home, or maybe I know we're going to be eating out or eating with friends. And then also things that are just different. So like if we're going to have a date night, but Remy's going to be home, I'll need to, you know, make a meal for her. Um, so I just know anything that's going on during those two weeks. And then, um, that lets me know exactly how many dinners I need to plan. Then once I've done that and I've got my two weeks laid out and organized, um, that's when I go to looking for what meals I want to make. So usually I first go to um, my Pinterest boards. I have both my personal account and the Health Forward account. I have quite a few um, meal idea boards. And so that's where I get most of my inspiration for the meals I'm going to cook. Um, sometimes I'll also scan through a few of my favorite cookbooks or something I've started doing recently that I love and it's just really easy to do is if I come across a recipe either on Pinterest or on Instagram that I want to try, I'll just take a screenshot of it just to kind of jog my memory of like, oh, hey, next to my meal plan, I want to include this. And so I'll also go through and look at that. For us, we typically have a few staple meals that I would say we have regularly pretty much every two weeks, at least every month, but I really like to change things up and not eat the exact same things over and over. Again, that's going to fall to you and your family's personality and eating style. Maybe you just have a list of 10 meals that are your favorite, you know how to make them, you feel comfortable with them, and you just do those over and over. Um, that's totally fine. Or if you like to change it up, using something like Pinterest or Instagram can be um, a good source of inspiration. Now, when it comes to choosing new meal ideas to try, I do have a few criteria that I look for. And the first one is, is it going to be something that's going to be nourishing for us? 
obviously that's something that's important to me and that's something I want to pay attention to. Then the second is, are the main ingredients something that my husband and I both like? He's a little pickier than I am, but there's certain things that I don't like either. So for example, I'm not really into like curry style dishes or Indian flavors. I see recipes all the time that look amazing, but they have like a lot of curry flavored Indian inspired flavors in them. And I just know that that's not my thing. So I'm probably not going to choose those. And then Scott, there's a few things he doesn't like, but example of like spaghetti squash, he just can't, he does not like spaghetti squash at all. So I'm not going to make something that that's a main ingredient or even included really. Um, the next criteria is, does it have too many ingredients? Like, is it too complicated? Like I like to cook. Um, I feel pretty comfortable in the kitchen cooking, but if it's got 20 ingredients, I'm out. Like I just, I don't have time for that. And then the last criteria is similar to that. Can I get that meal on the table in less than 30 minutes or at 30 minutes? And if not, is it something that parts of it can either be prepped ahead or maybe it can be done in the crock pot? But as far as hands on time, I don't really like to do more than 30 minutes per evening. Um, just with my stage of life, with the age of my daughter, like that, that just doesn't work out for me. So I encourage you to think through what your criteria may be, especially if you're not familiar with trying new recipes or cooking at home a lot. You don't want to get um, super adventurous in the beginning and try a bunch of recipes that might overwhelm you or frustrate you. As you cook more and as you get more familiar, then you can get more adventurous and you'll feel a little braver in the kitchen. But I think when you're first starting out, it's better to just keep it simple, keep it to the things you know that you like and things that won't take a whole lot of time. Once I have chosen my meals for those two weeks, that's when I go through and make notes of any ingredients I need for those meals, like things I might be out of, and I get started on my grocery list. Now, I like to organize my grocery list by the way the store is laid out. It just helps my brain not to feel too overwhelmed and helps me not to forget things. So literally, like as I see the store in my mind is how I write my list. So like produce first, then meat, cold, um, frozen type things. Maybe like if I'm buying any dairy type items and then into like the middle aisles, miscellaneous things like pantry items, baking things, snacks. Um, and then lastly, like household or personal care items. Um, maybe that makes me kind of OCD that that's how i write my list out, but that's just what works for me. And I'll go through and add, you know, any ingredients I need from the meals that we've chosen, as well as any staples that we keep on hand or things we might need for breakfast or snacks. Lunches around our house are very, um, simple. They're usually leftovers or maybe like a salad with some chicken or something on it. Um, but we don't really do specific meals for lunch. It's pretty much just dinner and then sometimes breakfast, but we honestly keep those pretty simple too. 
There are lots and lots of different methods for buying groceries. Some people prefer to go into the store and shop themselves. And then some people choose to order their groceries online and either pick them up or have them delivered. Um, Last week in my Insta stories, I asked you guys for some of your tips for buying healthy meals and staying in budget with your groceries. And you guys had a lot of really good ideas. And so I'm going to share a couple of those Um, that may help you guys. A few of the ideas were things like shopping at multiple grocery stores, which is something that I personally do. um, And I have noticed that it does save us quite a bit of money. Um, Another was stocking up on whatever organic meat is on sale and then cutting it and freezing it to use for future meals, which is such a good idea. And then um, another was, (laughs) this one made me laugh a little bit from personal experience, but sticking to your meal plan and only going to the store once a week. Or if you like, you're like me and you shop bi-weekly, then once every two weeks, this is a great tip because I'm not sure if you've noticed this happening to you, but it happens to us all the time. If there's something that either we run out of because I didn't buy enough or something that I forgot on my list and we just have to, you know, run into the store for one quick thing. Yeah. We always walk out with at least five to six little quick things because, you know, something was on sale or we had a craving for something, or maybe it was a new something and we wanted to try it. Like it, I can't count on maybe one hand the times that we've walked out of the store buying only that one little thing we were going to get. Um, so I thought that was a great tip. And then also someone else mentioned something that I hadn't thought of, But, um, it was going in with some other people, friends or family to do either a CSA or maybe like a cow share, which is where you share a cow, you go in with people and you split up the cost of an entire cow. And that can be a little expensive on the front end, but it really can save you a lot of money over time because you're buying, I mean, so much meat at one time and then you're freezing it. And so you literally could do that and then not have to buy beef again for like four to six months. Um, It's a great way if you have the availability to do that. And if you have the budget for that, that can be a a really good method as well. And you kind of get to know like the farmer where your, your food is coming from. So that's also really cool. So you need to decide which method is best for you, whether you want the convenience of buying everything from one store, or if you're trying to be a little more budget conscious, maybe shopping multiple stores, you are the expert on your family. So you need to decide what is best for you guys and how, uh, which method would work the best. For me personally, like having a plan and walking into the store with a list not only helps me to feel more organized and like slightly a little more in control of just our week and um, what's going to go on, but it also helps me to stay on budget. Mostly my husband might laugh at that, but I really do try. And then it also helps us to minimize food waste. Like A lot of times I used to overestimate what we would eat and then I'd have to throw a lot of it away. So that's also just money going down the drain. And then it also really, this is my favorite part. I think it just gives me the assurance of knowing that what I'm feeding my family is healthy and it's something that's going to be nourishing to them. And to me, that's an invaluable benefit. So I have designed a freebie meal planning guide for you that covers everything I've talked about today. Um, But it also includes a downloadable blank 
template for you to use to make your own meal plan and grocery list. It's nothing super fancy, but it might just help give you the direction and motivation to get started if this isn't something that you normally do. It also includes a link to my exact meal plan and grocery list from two weeks ago. Um, I know sometimes it's fun to just see what meals other people make and then also like what they buy at the store. I personally love watching people's grocery hauls. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. But that is also included in this freebie meal planning guide. So just a little bonus for you. You can get this guide by going to the link in the show notes or by going to the link in my Instagram or Facebook bio. I hope that this episode and this guide will help give you some inspiration as well as encourage you to make the process of meal planning work for your family. Also, don't forget you can always follow me on Instagram or Facebook or Pinterest for more tips for healthy meals and meal planning. Like I mentioned before, I have several boards on Pinterest if you're looking for meal ideas. If you feel like you need more like one-on-one support for meal planning, or if you have a special maybe circumstance you need help brainstorming through, I do offer a specific meal planning and um, prepping coaching call. It is a 75-minute virtual session with me where we work on your specific obstacles with meal planning and also anything you might be struggling with for like prepping meals ahead of time. And actually speaking of meal prepping, that is what our next week's episode is about. So make sure you've subscribed to the podcast so you don't miss that. And until then, feel free to reach out to me if you have questions and I will see you next week. Have a good day, guys. Please remember that the content in this episode is not to be considered as medical advice and is only intended as general health information. Thanks so much for listening in today. See you back here next week for another episode of the Health Forward Podcast.